G'day and Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'll be your host again for 2019. So lucky you, everybody. And thank you also to the continued support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC, who without them, of course, this show would not happen each year. What's really, really important and very exciting, actually, that this is our fourth year for Grad Chat. And we have another stellar lineup of graduate students with the odd postdoc wishing to showcase their research to you all. We do podcast this, so if you missed a show, you can still listen to it via iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google. I think that's what they all called. Just type in Grad Chat. And for a full listing of how to subscribe to any of these podcasts, go to the cfrc.ca website because they now have a full list. And our show is one of those on that list, which is fantastic for us. So once again, thank you to CFRC for including us on their podcast listing. Now today's show will be a little bit different as I thought it might be best to let you know what is happening in graduate studies at Queen's this term rather than chat with a student who are all taking a much needed break over the holidays and actually I'm saying that I hope you all had a good holiday season. I know I did in fact I'm in Australia right now Uh, we're doing this and uh, I'll be back very shortly but in the meantime I've had lots of sun unlike what you've had in Canada I've had lots of sun and I'm very refreshed that's what happens when you catch up with friends and family so uh, hopefully you've all had that as well so let's get cracking because you don't want to hear me waffle along as I tend to do from time to time and so Firstly, what happens in January uh, for graduate studies, there's a whole lot of new graduate students that start. So unlike an undergrad, grad studies has three main starting times, September, where the majority of our students start, and then also in January and May. Now, January and May, of course, their starts are are much smaller groups. Um, Often it is a lot of international students who, for one reason or another, couldn't get to Canada for the start of September. Now, luckily for me and my colleagues in the School of Graduate Studies, I will get to meet some of our latest batch next week at our mini orientation on January the 8th. And and as a reminder to our international students, QUIC, or the Queen's University International Centre, is also hosting the International Graduate Student Orientation that same day, but in the early evening. This is where the Grad Office, the SGPS and QUIC all work together to explain some of the cultural differences between Canada and their home country and also to highlight the various support groups that are available to our graduate students, whether you're an international student or a domestic student. So it's very, it's well worth coming to both because you'll get to hear different sides of things and uh, you know what it's like. Sometimes it's too overwhelming just to put it all in one little session. So if you can come to both, that spreads it out a little bit for you. Now, you may not be aware, but the graduate student population, I'm going to do some little facts here for you. The graduate student population is extremely diverse. We have international students, which make up 20% of our graduate population. Our Indigenous student cohort is continuing to grow, thanks thanks to some incredible work done by Lisa at Four Directions Indigenous Student Centre. And what may surprise everyone is that one in four grad students are parents. Now, actually, I'm going to say, don't quote me on that, because I'm not 
totally sure of that figure. I couldn't remember if it was one and four or one and three, but I know the percentage is high and something that we don't often think about um, in our student population is, is how many do actually have children. The, the thing is with that, if grad studies isn't hard enough, just imagine being a parent too. Now this comes with a lot of time management and, and long days and nights. So all I can say is, well done, or as we say back home, good on you. I don't think I could do that, which is really, really difficult. I'm having enough time managing just just me, so let alone looking after a family and my coursework and, and studies and things too. So that's really brilliant. This actually brings me to a new initiative that we started last year in the School of Graduate Studies called PA Day Writing Circle. And, of course, PA Day are those days that professional activities or something that the teachers do in elementary school. I'm not sure if they have them in high school as well. Probably do, if it's anything like home. So with those days, we're doing something special for our students who are also parents. This came about from some of our students, thank you to Lena in education, asking if we could provide more support for those students. So the SGS and the Office of the Vice Provost Academic are hosting four such um, of these PA Day Writing Circle Days of sustained writing and child care. So students will work on their theses or journal articles in a dedicated space, while their children, and those who are elementary age, will be cared for by the Arts and Science Undergraduate Society in an, an adjoining room or gym. So they look after the tiddlywinks for us. The important part is it is not just a free day to drop the kids off, but it is a time to write because this is what we want to help out is giving them opportunity to have some distraction-free writing while the kids are getting looked after. So there is there is work for them to do. It's not just, like I said, drop them off. Now, the, the term dates for, or the, sorry, the dates for this term, the ones that we've chosen, because we can't do every PA day, unfortunately, but the ones we've chosen this year are February the 1st, April the 5th, and May 17th for this sort of next um, one and a half terms that we're looking at. So keep an eye out for that. But of course, we have other writing retreats as well. We've got what was called Dis- Dissertation Boot Camp. I can't can't get that and that's the one we actually started first and we we took that off from something we saw in the US and we adapted it to Queens. This is on campus in Douglas Library in the what is proudly known I think although it's not official the Harry Potter room um, on 19th to 22nd of February which is basically reading week so it makes it easier for us to be able to book that room or specifically for our grad students so it's a week long of come in you do the writing whatever you do we provide refreshments and lunch for you so they don't have to worry about packing a lunch that day all that sort of thing so it's fantastic then of course we have the lake shift which is out at Queen's University Biology Station or CUBES and that is one which is um, I really like, I really, really like. It's been going for a few years now and we invite other PhD students from other Ontario universities and that's normally held in July. This year it's going to be the 14th to 19th of July. So it is a camp, an actual camp. We stay overnight there. We stay overnight there for the full week and it's an awesome opportunity for our students to 
take some time out to write, to relax, chat with other people and like I said, get some accomplishment, get some get themselves re-energized to get back into that writing mode. And then of course the the last writing retreat we have is called Dissertation on the Lake, which was our first lake camp that we ran. And this is at our other biology station out on Elbow Lake. And this is always held the last week in August, just prior to the start of the new academic year. So this year it will be the 26th to the 30th. Like the Lake Shift, it's an opportunity for our grad students. And this is only for Queen's grad students, both master's and PhD, particularly those who are nearing completion. It's an opportunity to do their writing, but then they can go for a swim, a canoe, a hike along the many trails that we have out there. Uh, we have to do our own cooking while we're out there, which is okay because we go and do a big shopping list and make a little menu and we divvy it up of who gets to do the cooking and who gets to do the cleaning. The good thing is I just have to provide the food and they do the cooking because if I was doing the cooking, I don't think people would be very happy. It is important to note that the School of Graduate Studies is keen to support our students, both academically and professionally. So our writing retreats, particularly on the lake, have become well known around Canada and the US. And what is so good about these events is that it gives our students an opportunity to write free from the distractions of the internet and mobile phones. Oop, cell phones here in Canada. I keep forgetting where I am. And dare I say it, their families. I, I know that sounds awful, but sometimes a break from the family is just what you need to be able to get into your writing mode so you're not getting interrupted. It also provides them with valuable time to meet each other, chat about their work and generally form some mini communities. And what's interesting there is we found, particularly after some of the lake um, camps running retreats we have, those those groups of people, students, get together wherever they are. And, you know, even with Queen's, some of our students don't live in Kingston the whole time. They may have a whole cohort that live in Toronto. And what they do is then they get together once a week to have a bit of a coffee, do some writing, maybe go out for lunch and stuff after. So it's creating these little mini communities, which is fantastic. And the Lake Shift, what happened there um, just recently We had um, some people who came from two different universities and now they're collaborating on a research project. And that never would have happened if they hadn't met each other out of the camp. So it's quite exciting what's been going on. And like I said, people around Canada, we've got people uh, at McGill and things that want to come to us. We've got people down um, just in New York State who want to come up and join our camps. We haven't let them yet. We'll have to wait and, wait and see about that one but because uh, at the moment we're f- always full so there's no issue getting people there. So at the moment, Ontario, you're the, you're the group. I guess I need to go on the next sort of thing. So this term is usually about celebrating graduate studies, highlighting what our students do and giving everyone the chance to hear about their research, acknowledge their accomplishments and show how grad students are assisting with community projects. So it's a pretty... It's a pretty busy term, actually, because there's lots of going on. And what's better than um, showcasing what our grad students are doing other than, of course, on a grad chat, which we know we've been going for quite some time. So one of the first things that comes up is what we call a create an impact reception, where we acknowledge our graduate students who have received the big three federal grants and their SHRC or Social Sciences Humanities Research Council. NSERC, Natural Sciences Engineering Research Council and CIHR, the Canadian Institute of Health Research. They're the three biggies that people always talk about in uh, academic work. Uh, and this is a lovely night 
where we actually invite these graduate students and their supervisors for a reception. Of course, receptions aren't very long, but it's nice. Speeches are short, but the important part is a time for them to chat with each other. Because you may not know it, but often our grad students don't get out of their lab or their classroom or their little office because they're too busy putting their head down into their own work and they forget to go and chat to other people, which is really quite sad, I think. So we've got to create sometimes these little avenues for them to be able to chat with, uh, chat with each other. So like our writing retreats, event like, events like this really help our students get to know each other and be inspired by what their colleagues are doing and also show support to each other because that's important too. Then another sort of event that we've run a, couple of t- a few times now is what we call the Banting Vanier Research Showcase. Now this is an opportunity for the community, both Kingston and Queen's, to come and listen to our graduate and postdoctoral fellows who have these very specific awards. The Banting Postdoctoral Fellowship is one of the highest scholarships you can get as a postdoc in Canada. And likewise, the Vanier is the same for graduate students. Now, the talks are no more than 10 minutes each and gives us an awesome opportunity to hear about their research. And of course, one of the things for them is not only telling you about their research, but learning how to talk about their research in a different way that we, i.e. you and me, can understand what they're doing because they've got some amazing research that they're doing but it's getting that word out so we all understand it and understand the impact of what their research is on us. When that comes up we will be of course letting everyone know in the in the community that it's happening and we'd love to see some of you come along and listen to that. We also have what's called the PhD Community Initiative Capstone event, quite a mouthful, which is the culmination of five months' work for some of our doctoral students working on community projects. The incredible success of the the pilot has led the School of Graduate Studies to expand the initiative to seek more community partners, additional mentors, and provide opportunities for more doctoral students to be involved. So you probably say, okay, that's really nice, but what, what what does that mean? Well, I'm going to take a direct quote, actually, from our website. Probably that's the easiest way because I know that's actually been explained well. And it says that the initiative brings together PhD students from different programs of study into interdisciplinary teams of three to five members to assist local community organisations in addressing a particular issue or challenge of importance to them. With the benefit of a fresh interdisciplinary analytical approach, the organisation may receive the help needed to move forward in a positive way. So the PhD Community Initiative provides PhD students with an exceptional interdisciplinary experiential learning opportunity that requires the application and translation of skills and knowledge gained in graduate training to address a problem outside of their area of research or scholarship. And this is the important one. A lot of the times we, our students don't realise how many skills that they have and that can be transferred into other areas outside of their research. And so this is an opportunity for them to use those skills and also help a community project at the same time. And so we're very lucky for this year's group, and this is the third year we've been doing it, This year, our students are working on community projects for the Keys Job Centre and the Refugee Resettlement Services, uh, also for the Kingston Community Health Centre's Pathways to Education, to the Transcultural Mental Health Consultation Service at KCHC Immigrant Services Kingston and Areas, and of course, the, the City of Kingston. So four great projects within that. So basically, those groups have said, you know, we 
can you help us with this particular area? And our, our students will go along and work on that. And, and then at the Capstone event, which is in March, I think it is. Yes, it's in March. I'll have to get that date for you. Uh, in March, they will be able to present them to everyone. Uh, it's going to be held again at the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts and it's a great opportunity for us to see the results of their work and ask them more questions on their particular projects. And then, of course, rounding off one of our major events in the term is the final of our Queen's Three Minute Thesis competition, which will be on March the 27th. And it, too, is open to the Kingston and Queen's community to come along and listen to our graduate students present their research and its impact on us in just three minutes. It is a chance, of course, to highlight the wider implications of their research, which is an important skill to carry into postgraduate employment and the public service. I love this show, uh, show, competition. It is a competition, but it's also a lot of fun. And, of course, our winner will go on to represent Queen's at the Ontario Three Minute Thesis competition, which this year McMaster is hosting in April. And don't forget, of course, Grad Students is partnering again with TEDx Queen's U for another TEDx Salon event. Stay tuned for more details on these events, and it would be great to see the community come out and support our graduate students and for our graduate students to meet you. So there's lots going on, as you can see, lots going on, not just for our students, but also for the Kingston community to get involved and, and see what's going on here at Queen's. Now I would like to share with you some other programming we do for our graduate students. So there's no, there's no rest here in the School of Graduate Studies. It's all busy, busy, busy. Apart from the usual administrative stuff that has to be done, I'm lucky that I get to do the fun part, which is all the events and getting to meet our students. So the, the good thing is, and what I'd like to say is, I now have help to do these events, which is awesome. So as we say back home, well, not, not necessarily, but I say from time to time, yippee skippy, it's great to have some help. So I'd like to introduce you all to Chantelle Christine Volkenberg who will be coordinating all our events this year. So welcome to Grad Chat, Chantelle. Thank you. So Chantelle actually is not new to Queen's. She's done work before at the Bader International Study Centre. Study Centre. I keep wanting to say student. Study (laughs) Centre. And her husband still does work for that uh, recruitment in um, the the Bader Centre there. Yep. Um, But luckily for us, we've got Chantelle in the School of Graduate Studies. So I'm very happy about that. So with you helping me now, which is, like I said, awesome, (laughs) what exactly does that mean? What is your role when it comes to coordinating events? Well, anything you tell me to do, Colette. (laughs) (laughs) She's got it right. (laughs) I chose well. (laughs) Um, Essentially, I'm helping you with uh, the logistics of the various events that we're running, including the Expanding Horizons workshops that we run on a biweekly basis. And all of our promotional stuff, which we're we're building up to, we we're working on, um, which includes uh, social media and our website. So I've been working on that a little bit. Great. All and, helps. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, when you run events, you also need to sit back and look back on how the events went and mm-hmm. do a little bit of reflection and uh, analytically. So I'm really fortunate now 
Chantel is going to keep me on track. <laughs> keep <laughs> you organized. Keep, totally keep me organized. I did offer that she could come and organize my office, but so far that hasn't happened. So I guess I'm, I'm left to do that. But anyway, <laughs> but her desk is very tidy. And so that's enough to make me want to go and do mine. Um, so, so what you're saying, though, I mean, with logistics and promotions and analytics, I mean, that's, that's a lot of work there. That you're trying to do for us. Well, not trying to do, you're doing actually a really good job because <laughs> Chantel's been with us uh, for one term so far and uh, definitely going to get us working on that. Now, as you mentioned, uh, a large portion of the job is coordinating the various Expanding Horizons workshop series. Can you tell us a bit about what that is and what can graduate students expect this term? Yeah, so... Generally, our Expanding Horizons workshops take place on uh, Tuesday evenings and Friday uh, over lunch. And we work with, well, we partner with different services um, on campus, such as Career Services, CTL, SAS. I'm using a lot of acronyms here. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Quick. (laughs) Obviously, I'm a Queens person. The first thing we learn. (laughs) And uh, they come in and run different workshops to help our graduate students uh, in different areas of their lives, whether that's uh, stress management, which is very, very important, Mm -hmm. uh, health and wellness and mental uh, well-being for students is a priority, Um, but also things to help them with their career paths, such as effective networking or how to put together a teaching dossier. And then, I mean, this semester we have a lot uh, that fall within the setting ideas in in motion. Um, (laughs) Just so people know, there's six different themes. Yeah. (laughs) And we we lump workshops under different themes, which is not really relevant to everybody else, but it is to us. It just helps us all coordinate and organize. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I I think we have some really cool workshops coming up uh, next term. And the great thing, too, is that um, once they completed these workshops, they get a supplemental training record. So they have a piece of paper that says, I did this. (laughs) Which for some students, they love that sheet of paper actually explaining all those extracurriculars that they've managed to do during their degree. And it's, it is a bit different to the actual Expanding Horizon certificate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the certificate is when you've completed a certain number of workshops within the certain number of themes, which essentially means you've gotten a well-rounded experience of the Expanding Horizons package. Right, right. Whereas the supplemental record is more something that... In either case, it's just good to have, especially when you're starting to look for work, Mm because I find that that kind of stuff is actually quite applicable down the road. You can say, oh, yeah, I have experience with this. I've done something in this area. Right. Um, I've gotten training because explaining your graduate degree to... The regular folk? Yes. <laughs> the general population. The general population can be a little difficult sometimes, so it's yeah. nice to have that supplementary um, experience. Yeah, because what's nice there is whether you've done one Expanding Horizon workshop or 50, it actually lists the titles so you can see what it is, such as, I mean, the certificate just says they completed yeah. so many. It doesn't say what they are. Exactly. This one says, I did networking. Exactly. I did something with creatives. I did something with mental mental health mm-hmm. and all those or student wellness and things which is a little bit different yeah, yeah yeah now a lot of universities are doing this now having looking at professional development as our grad as their grad students are going through realizing the importance of show showing another oh, not really showing but teaching them some other skills 
apart from their research skills because exactly. we know that they're good at research mm -hmm. and things like that. So what makes the Queen's one different? Well, for one, it's it's in in simple case, the number of workshops that we're offering in person and online. So we are also partnered with MyTax and right. there are opportunities to do a number of workshops um, through them as well, um, which some for some students is nicer because they have the flexibility, the flexibility to do it whenever they have the time. Mm -hmm. And I think partially as well, those partnerships that we are making with other services on campus who offer their own workshops as well, which are open to graduate students and maybe our graduate students should take more advantage of them oh, sometimes. I think they should because some of them are awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and the good thing, as you mentioned, with those support groups, a lot of times people think any sort of support department is just for undergrads and it's not. They're for grad students too. In fact, they love talking and working with grad students because they're a totally different group altogether. And what's nice is that they're all creating these new list of workshops or whatever you want to call it, series, all those sorts of things, seminars, specifically for a grad student in mind. Exactly. They're, they're, they're making it accessible to all, Correct. which is nice. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> we appreciate it. We certainly do. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, the PhD community initiative, that's something big that mm -hmm. we're doing that's a little bit different. And those writing retreats. That's true. Because as I mentioned with the dissertation boot camp, we actually stole that idea from the US yes. um, and have changed <laughs> it to suit our needs here. But of course, the the ones on the lake are totally us yeah yeah and i think it helps the fact we've got two biology stations <laughs> that we can do that <laughs> but yes that is that is something quite unique to queens, to queens which is yeah. why it was actually why at one of the three minute ontario three minute thesis competitions the deans to the other universities when we're sitting around a table having dinner said to myself and the then our then dean brenda brower so um when can our students come to your writing retreats and so brenda and i just looked at each other and we go We'll let you know soon. <laughs> and that's how the lake shift came along. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is the dean that actually asked me that is now our dean of arts and science here. Well, <laughs> that's Queens. convenient. So, yeah, we, we moved her over. She realised we were doing some great stuff here at Queen's. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, let me just ask you this one more question, though, about like, workshop series. Now, you said we do in person we are, and we do have some online ones which are available through MyTax right now. But as we mentioned earlier, some of our students are parents and therefore timing may not work for them for in person. Some of our students don't even live in Kingston, mm -hmm. which is which means they can't come to the face to face or in person ones. Some of them, their program already is online, so they could be wherever <laughs> doing this. So, so what, what has the School of Graduate Studies got planned for to help those that can't make the in-person? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put her on the spot there, but she knows the answer. I know it. Uh, so we are looking into um, opportunities to turn, in, uh, turn some of our workshops into webinars or video, uh, online videos that people can watch post the workshop, right. which will be opportunities for people to go online and just have access to it whenever they need it or feel that they have time to do it or because they're far away and they can't access it on a regular basis. So um, that's something that we haven't started yet, but it is in our little project file. Yeah, because it is difficult to figure out which ones are going to be suitable for 
online as opposed Absolutely, to in person because yeah. the good thing about in person you have that interaction mm-hmm. and there's lots of questions and things that you can ask and it would be easy for us to say let's just stick and make a video of all of them but you have to be careful with you know time frames and time frames actually to make them but also making sure that they last more than one year absolutely otherwise we'd be spending our whole times redoing it so so it's not an easy solution but we're certainly looking at uh, different ways that we can give access to all of our students whether they're full-time part-time living in kingston not living in kingston living in kingston but just can't get here (laughs) exactly (laughs) so that's that's very very important for us so uh, that that's fantastic I think that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of talk from us. And as you can see, there's lots going on in the School of Graduate Studies. And we hope that our grad students make the, make the most of some of the opportunities that are out there. So that's it, everyone. We have a jam-packed couple of terms ahead of us. Keep an eye out as I, um, on, on some of those dates that are coming up because we would love to see some of you at some of these events. As always, another week of Grad Chat comes to an end. Until next week, where we will be interviewing Michael Wood from Euroscience, this is CJ the DJ and Chantel signing off with a big hooray. Hooray. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.